the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hi, good afternoon. Greetings. Thanks for coming along today for the uh, Tuesday edition of The Ride Home. It's, uh, I guess the rain is, I think most of the rain has passed. Well, I hear it was like a horrible commute for Pittsburghers this morning. Oh, I can't imagine, right? If you were on the roads, holy smokes. Yeah, I guess uh, there were buses that had to bail, you know, buses that were on their way to pick up kids that just had to turn around. I saw a photo of a school bus, like, with, you know, in a flood zone with kids on it. Yeah. Like somebody drove through it. Yeah, would that be scary? What the heck? Yeah, it must have been, like, pretty catastrophic. I have Mm. to say, Mm. and this is just tells you that I have an excellent husband and I'm living a dream life, is that um, I slept through all that. Last night? Mm hmm. (laughs) That's all right. was, he got up. My husband gets up at what four twenty in the morning, I think. Make sure everything's the alarm okay. goes off. No, it's when he gets up every day, right. and uh, so he had to get up at that horrible hour. Yeah. And drive through all that nastiness, and I slept. Mm. So don't pity me is. about anything today, no, no, no matter no, what fine. I'm complaining about. Well, it's kind of like <laughs> there will be several things. Don't worry. Well, it's kind of like my this or that, which I always make, I always laugh about whenever whenever I think about you and your husband. Yeah. Why? Because we're so different? No. I, I said, here's my this or that. Watching someone do yard work, watching someone do their taxes. <laughs> that's so mean. And you were like, "How you say wait, that. I, I do both of those. I, and I go, well, that's clearly, you married well. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying. Just saying who you are. are. I do other things. I just No, no. Everybody things. has their share of responsibilities yeah, in marriage. Yeah, that's right, John. Hopefully, you know, things even out to someone. No one's keeping score. Yeah. Oh, right? You're not keeping score. No. Okay. He's, not keeping, he's score. not keeping score. Very good. Okay. All right. Uh, as we always do, we get underway with, um, oh, yeah, let's do, let's do that. We'll get underway. Okay. We're okay. going to get underway. I'm I don't just, know. Okay. Gonna... You had a little thing? I did. We'll talk about ah, that thing later. Okay. Uh, you always give us the uh, news stories of the day, Cass. So please, without further ado, give us the top four at four. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> For Wednesday, September 1st. I spelled Wednesday wrong at the yeah. top of my Did you though? How'd you spell it? W E D N S. Yes. Your elementary school teacher, English teacher, would be proud I'm of you. Sorry, Mischleiden. Number one. A new Texas abortion law that bars the procedure after about six weeks of pregnancy took effect today after the Supreme Court did not act on an emergency request by clinics and abortion rights advocates to block it. According to the Wall Street Journal, when the court said nothing last night, the ban officially went into force, making it the most restrictive abortion law in effect in the U.S. The high court still could choose to act soon. The state law, enacted in May with an effective date of September 1st, dictates that a physician cannot knowingly perform an abortion if there is a detectable fetal heartbeat, which includes embryonic cardiac activity that appears at about six weeks into a pregnancy. An abortion ban so early 
at a stage before some women even realize they're pregnant, conflicts with current Supreme Court precedent, which forbids states from prescribing the procedure before the fetus is viable that is able to live outside the mother's womb. Number two, the U.S. government was housing nearly 20 thousand afghan refugees at military installations in five states as of this morning really Twenty thousand. how about that while another forty thousand evacuees remained at bases overseas awaiting processing no i thought there was going to be a hundred and twenty five thousand afghan well refugees. if the, i thought that i read that number as well but these two add up to 60 right so i don't know what the deal Half is of that. i don't know these right. these numbers are according to cbs and apparently some headed here to the city of pittsburgh yeah um okay Funny you should bring up that number because these figures, which I've just read, which have not been previously reported, provide more detail on the whereabouts of a portion of the approximately 124,000 people the Biden administration said had airlifted from Kabul in the past few weeks. Eight military sites in Virginia, Wisconsin, New Mexico, New Jersey, and Indiana have been tasked with temporarily housing Afghan refugees, including those who aided the U.S. war effort and other at-risk evacuees. Collectively, the sites can house approximately 32,000 evacuees, but officials have been instructed to expand the capacity to 50,000. Number three. Emergency officials rushed to evacuate about 3,000 people below a dam near Johnstown today after hours of heavy rains triggered plans to ensure the safety of downstream residents, of course, based on the traumatic history. According to the PG, the water level at the Wilmore Dam reached the height that required evacuation. The Hinkston Run Dam also being monitored and may require evacuation. Wilmore Dam, owned by the Cambria Somerset Authority and built in 1908, was rated poor in a September 2020 inspection. Hingston Dam, built in 1905, also rated poor yeah. in 2020. 1905. And if that wasn't enough good news for you guys, Bam. I have number four. Oh, good. This year's flu season may be severe. <laughs> oh, thanks. There are some days when you got to <laughs> dig deep for the happy story. Mm. I mean, the hippopotamus head, I got nothing like that today. We only heard a little bit about that. We didn't need a follow-up well, on I'd that. I'd be happy to tell you more. Okay. Anyway, uh, so it may be severe with up to half a million more flu hospitalizations than usual. That's according to new studies from Pitt researchers. <laughs> Two studies released today, both led by researchers at Pitt, indicate that waning population level immunity after last year's historically mild flu season could cause a sharp spike this year because most people's natural immunity from the flu comes from having it last year. Oh, for and since sake. no one had it last year, because none of us came out of our caves last year, right. not none of us, the people who cared for us, as in working at Giant Eagle, taking you. care of our garbage and school teachers. First responders. We're doing all that. Exactly. First responders as well. Anyway, uh, so that's, I mean, I'm not even going to finish the flu thing because it's too Thanks. depressing. That's your top four at four. It's good. Just wrap myself in some uh, saran wrap and go sit in a I closet mean, good somewhere. Night. I don't know. I, I don't know. Sorry, I tried to find a happy story and There's, I couldn't. We got happy stories as okay. the, shake, the show goes on. Yeah, right? but we don't. I don't have those in the top four at four. Well, it's the news, right? So, how happy though, can it be? No, it's the news, right? right? And we tend to look at you know the dourness of the uh, news cycle. Anyway, as the show unfolds today, we're going to break down uh, John's car accident from last evening. Hey, hey, hey. Had a little trouble there on the way home. John had a car accident last night. Nothing of his own fault as he was sitting stationary inside the Squirrel Hill Tunnels and hit by a reckless driver. And mm. I'm not saying that mm. uh, lightly. I'm saying that he actually was hit by a reckless driver. Yeah. John, we are super 
thankful that you are okay. Thank you. Me too. Yeah. I mean, that's just, I, I've been doing this for a long time, you know, commuting. And I, I go through the Fort Pitt and the Squirrel Hill Tunnels, both directions, obviously, every day. And, you know, uh, you, you know that commute very well. But uh, last night I got crushed. I got crushed bad. And mine looks like my car, which I love dearly, is going to be gone forever. So, anyway, everyone survived. There were no injuries. How's your wrist feel? I'm in pain. You know, you know. They, that's the first thing. I'm pain. I'm in pain today. My neck hurts me. My lower back's killing me. My wrist is hurting me. My elbow's sore. But you know, my wife's going. She wakes me up. Here, I get some Advils. Got some Advils. All right. Aren't you living a charmed <laughs> life? <laughs> you know, He's got like a medical assistant at home. Taking Christy. care of me. You know. I mean, I was feeling badly for him, but now that he's talked about all this. What do you mean? Know. Look at you. Your husband's like driving yeah, through floodwaters right. at five o'clock in the you're morning, right. right? So here we are in the radio. We've like the easiest, cakiest lives. I know, and we married well. No, People we taking sure care did. of us, you know. No kidding. <laughs> anyway, coming up, coming up next, yeah. our good friend Ian Gunn is a New Orleans native, and he and his family escaped from New Orleans two days ago, driving out. Now he's having second thoughts because mm. he hears they're giving some steaks away in the French Free Quarter. Meat. Anyway, Ian Gunn live from New Orleans. Coming up next. WORD. All of us fall short of what the Bible calls us to as husbands and wives in marriage. Dave Wilson remembers his wife calling him out on that. I'm the guy that stands on the stage and says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. And my wife just looked at me and said, You're not doing it, dude. Where to turn when your marriage needs help. Next time on Family Life Today with Dave and Ann Wilson. Tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM WORD. To be or not to be? If that's your pest question, get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. Booze respects bees until they become a stinging problem for homeowners. Boo and his Bug Stoppers team can safely remove wasps, hornets, carpenter, and ground bees with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Get a free quote today. When it comes to getting the buzz on bees, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. Your goals. Your future, your dreams, these things are none of our business. Your symptoms, your work-from-home sweatpants, and whatever you are searching for at 1.15 a.m., that's really none of our business. Because your life is private, and unlike other tech companies, we think your internet should be too. Oh, who's that from? Ah, that's none of our business either. Protect your privacy online for free with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. If you can fix the big stuff, you can fix the small stuff. For over 100 years, QDOT has fixed big mechanical systems for the commercial industry, from hospitals and factories to churches and schools. You deserve to be treated fairly when it comes to your home's HVAC system. QDOT can solve any mechanical challenge, big or small. For affordable repairs, replacement, and maintenance, QDOT answers 24-7, 365. And your safety is their top priority. Call 412-366-6200 at q-dot.com. Hello, Word FM listeners. I'm Andrew Pawaski, General Sales Manager at Salem Media here in Pittsburgh. Looking to upgrade your career? Increase your annual earnings? At Salem Media, we sell advertising campaigns to local business owners using our radio stations and Salem Surround assets featuring over 50 social media and digital products. If you have more than two years of successful outside sales experience, proficient computer skills, and a drive to be the best, please go to salem.cc and look for Pittsburgh under the Careers tab. Salem Media Pittsburgh is an equal opportunity employer. 
When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. Well, God bless and protect all those people who were in the path of Hurricane Ida this past weekend. Yeah, for sure. I mean, again, they took another hit. Ian Gunn is with us. Ian's been on our show in the past. He's an attorney, a sports writer, a New Orleans native, adjunct professor at Tulane University, and he is a refugee from the uh, disaster, which is or was Hurricane Ida. Hey, Ian, uh, thanks for coming along today. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, good to talk to y'all, and uh, I'm glad to be uh, outside of New Orleans right now. I bet you are. Ian, I'm sorry for your hometown again. Uh, talk about your experience over the last, I don't know, three and a half days. Well, we um, we decided to stay. We had access at my parents' house to a whole home generator, so okay. uh, we went over there. They, they live in a suburb of New Orleans. Um, that it was actually closer to the storm than, than New Orleans itself. We, we rode out the storm about, I would say, 15 miles from the edge of the hurricane's eye wall really? uh, as it moved on land. And uh, so we rode out the storm there. Um, we had electricity because of the generator. We actually lost power around noon on Sunday, um, but powered up the generator, which was working great. Um, we found out the next day that uh, the suburb that we were in actually was under a boil water advisory uh. because uh, um, so many trees had fallen because of the wind of the storm that they had torn up the water mains in the area. And so there was damage to that. New Orleans itself didn't lose water, um, but because of the electric- electrical issues that most of the cities had of power the, the water is running on generators, basically. So that's they're kind of, you know, hoping that the generator power doesn't fail um, for the city to have drinking water. Yeah. So we rode it out there, and you know, I, I went outside a few times during the storm just to see what was going on, to let my dogs out and everything. Um, the the ground level wind was not too bad, um, but you could tell from the gusts that it was pretty. Uh, strong higher up in the air and that's why a lot of trees and power lines and, and telephone poles came down um, the the rain was you know pr- pretty bad pretty strong this was the worst storm I had ever stayed for um, we evacuated for Katrina so I didn't stay for Katrina but you know statistically this storm was stronger than Katrina was um, when it hit uh, and, and really the main damage from Katrina came from the levee failures that happened after the storm um, so, in, so, you know, what's that like? I mean, to, to be there and to feel that, to be with your parents and, and you know, your wife, your, your family's there, uh, despite, you know, uh, the winds, you know, you said higher up, it's gotta be scary as all get out, isn't it? Yeah, I, I would say, you know, for, for us in, in the New Orleans area, it wasn't too bad. You know, we've ridden out a lot of storms before, they weren't as strong as this one. The, the real scary parts 
I think but for a lot of people in in outlying areas, places like Laplace, Jean Lafitte, where you know they're outside the levee protection area, they got swamped with water being pushed in, whether it was from the lake or from the Gulf of Mexico. Um, and you, you've seen a lot of water rescues um, from the sheriff and the National Guard and the Cajun Navy there. Um, those have just been you know terrible stories to see. Um, you know, in New Orleans, it was a, a you know it was kind of more like a wow factor um, for us, just because you know we had power, and so you know, the, you know we saw the rain coming in sideways. But for the most part, thankfully, we didn't have a tree fall on our house or anything like that. Yeah. There was there was one person who died uh, from a tree falling on their home. Um, that was one of the storm-related deaths, um, unfortunately. But um, it wasn't too bad inside the city itself it's just a, a, a you know the the big issues that the infrastructure for the the metro area is just devastated um you know almost no one has power uh they're looking at power restorations not going to be probably complete for anywhere from three to four weeks many of the most of the area doesn't have um internet uh a lot of the area doesn't have drinkable water and uh, you know cell service is still spotty a couple of days after the storm. So uh, we had no cell service, no data, no internet for about a full day at least. Mm. Okay. So then what does that do to your livelihood, Ian? Well, that's, that remains to be seen. Um, you know, I know, I know that um, Tulane where I, I'm an adjunct professor uh, has uh, essentially um, postponed the semester for a few weeks and, and it tends to, start back up with some online classes in September and, and also uh, to, to restart back in person at some time in October. Um, in terms of, you know, my job as an attorney, you know, we'll, we'll just have to see and, and play it by year um, what's going to happen. You know, most of our attorneys are uh, either already evacuated or in the process of evacuating. And so, uh, we'll be re- working remotely to the extent that we can, and we'll just have to see how you know the offices reopen with power whenever that happens. Um, you know whether that be in in a week or or three or four weeks from now. You know, okay. a big issue in terms of people returning to the city won't just be when power comes back on, but when infrastructure like grocery stores start opening. Right, that again. was my question. So everything's closed as of now. Yeah. Well, there are some places that uh, some places here or there that are open. So some places that have generators are open. So I, I did hear that there's a there's one grocery store that I heard of that's open. Um, there's a uh, a couple gas stations that are open. Um, there's long lines, you know, for gas, obviously, uh, and those will probably run out quickly, but there are places here or there that are open. And there's certainly, there are a lot of places giving away food to people who need it, but in terms of regular stores operational, it's just hit or miss in terms of which places have generators. And the other problem too, is because a lot of people don't have cell service or don't have internet, it's difficult for people who are still in the area to find out where those places are. I mean, I know far more now having left, you know, yesterday we left town and today I know far more about the situation in the city than I did when I was actually there because I can get internet and access the news as opposed to, you know, 
living there, even if you have a generator and, and, and you can watch the news on TV, but um, you don't have internet access. We're talking with Ian Gunn. He's an attorney, a sports writer, a New Orleans native. He's an adjunct professor also at Tulane University. So, Ian, I mean, obviously, this is your life. This is your family, your livelihood and all that. But repeated interruptions like this of just your life being turned upside down. You ever think, I just got to get out of here? I'm just going to move on? I mean, has that ever crossed your mind? It really hasn't. I mean, I think... It's it's part of just growing up in the area. I, I think it's, you know, people, you have the same sort of thoughts of people elsewhere. I, you know, I, I compare it to, you know, folks in L.A. with earthquakes yeah. or, um, you know, the, the tornadoes in the Midwest. Um, you know, there's always things in various places um, where, where you live that you can't escape from, from Mother Nature and, um you know, down here, you know, I, I always like to say, you know, if you know, hurricanes are very powerful, but at the same time, too, if you're going to pick uh, a natural disaster in terms of, you know, one that you can prepare for, a hurricane is one of the better ones because you can see it coming yeah. and you can get out of the way or if you decide to stay, you can prepare for it. You know, an earthquake can happen in the blink of an eye, a tornado you know, you you get minutes warning. Um, but, you know, even with this hurricane, which developed rapidly and, and you know, came on pretty quickly, um, you still had two to three days notice. And many, many people got out of the city and those that stayed uh, for the most part were pretty well prepared. Uh, you Good. know, uh, you see a place like Grand Isle, Louisiana, which was completely devastated from the storm. Uh, we saw that about a day before the storm hit, over 85% of the island had evacuated, and probably that number probably grew at 90-something percent on the day of the storm. So, the, you know, people were able to get out. You know, it is, a, it is a difficult place to live, and a lot of people after Katrina never returned because they said they didn't want to do it again. And I'm sure there will be a number of people who do the same after this storm. Um, yeah. And, and and that's a certainly a very reasonable position, um, but you know, having grown up there, it's it's not really something that I've ever kind of Even felt that you know that's that's uh, you know who's to say you know maybe maybe the storm will come that will change my mind who knows yeah. but it's, but like you said it's home so sure. right so and, in the midst well, of it all the, yeah go ahead and the other thing too is is you know a, a place like New Orleans it's. Uh, you know, it's not Joe Blow City in America. Um, you know, no offense to many wonderful cities in America, but it's a very unique place. Uh, you know, the culture, the music, the food. And so there's a lot of things going for it, even being in a difficult situation uh, with hurricanes. So there, there's a lot of good. Um, and, and, and some might say, locals might say that part of, uh, you know, the culture that, that comes out of the city is due to the adversity mm -hmm. that the locals suffer and, yeah. and turn into art and music and, and, and good cooking. Excellent. Yeah. Ian, I love New Orleans. I absolutely love it. It's where my husband and I spent our honeymoon. 
Uh, we've been back several times since. And um, when I think about, uh, you know, hearing, I, I hate to even say this to you because, you know, I'm sitting up here in a cushy place in, in Pittsburgh, but it seems like this was, it was a stronger storm, but less of an impact than Katrina because, of course, you didn't have the levee situation. My um, my concern, though, is what happens now? Like, I can just imagine the next three weeks being incredibly difficult for people there. Yes, the the, the local officials are urging everyone who is currently out of the city to stay away. Um, anyone who is in the city, if you have the ability to get out, uh, you probably should because it, it's going to be a long few weeks. Um, the The main power company that is there is still in the process of assessing uh, the damage. My, my wife told me that as of today, they've only assessed about 30% of the overall issues. That that doesn't mean that they've repaired 30% of the issues. That means they've assessed 30% of the issues. So they're trying to triage where the worst places are and what to address first. So it is going to be, you know, I would say at least two weeks before people start consistently seeing their power come back on. Um, water is still an issue in many parts of outlying areas. And it's gonna it's gonna be hard. I do I do think you're right. It, the the impacts thankfully are not gonna be as great and won't take as long to recover from as Katrina simply because thankfully you know the levees were built properly this time and they held up, um, which is what they were supposed to do. Even though this was a stronger storm than Katrina, um, so that that's helpful. I think that within a month to a month and a half, you will see the vast majority of New Orleans and the metro area kind of back. Um, now, it, you know, there will be a number of issues in terms of, you know, damage compounded upon the already existing difficulties people have had from COVID uh, going on, for sure. But in terms of just the general infrastructure being back in place, I think within two months, you know, New Orleans will be back. Whereas, you know, for those of you who visited New Orleans after Katrina, you know that, you know, the city wasn't back to normal even six months later. Right. Uh, even a year later was still kind of a shell of itself. So that, that's very thankful um, that, that the city will come back much quicker. Uh, but the next few weeks are going to be very difficult. And, and thoughts and prayers and, and any relief that anybody can share with us, southeast Louisiana, especially places outside of New Orleans that got hit the hardest, uh, is certainly welcome. Very nice. So uh, speaking of thoughts and prayers, what's that like for you? I mean, you know, you and your family, as you see, you know, the preparations you see on the radar screen, this storm about to hit you, what's that conversation like with God? I mean, how do you prepare for something like that? And spiritually, how are you engaged? Well, just, you know, praying for, for safety for our family and, and for, um, you know, for our house and for friends and loved ones, you know, I'm Catholic. So I said a rosary the, the night before the storm and just prayed for the safety of our family and for our house and everyone we knew. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I kind of did the same before Katrina as well. Um, you know, we're very blessed that, um, you know, our home had very, very minimal storm damage. And, and you know, we don't know anyone who really had, you know, any anything major happen to them. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of people who are, who are far worse off, who are far more in need, but certainly, you know, prayer plays a big role in, in Southeast Louisiana. It's a very religious place. It's very Catholic. It's very evangelical. And, um, 
so, you know, there's a lot of people who pray and who trust in God and, and certainly, uh, you know, they've seen their prayers pay off, but they're also seeing, uh, you know, that they need that grace right now because it's a trying time. Yeah, that's for sure. That's Ian Gunn, attorney, sports writer, New Orleans native, adjunct professor at Tulane University. Ian, thanks for sharing all that with us today. Um, we'll pray for you. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate the prayers. Yeah, you be well. We'll take a quick break. Uh, in the meantime, you want to check out Ian Gunn. You look, look for him on Twitter. He is active there as well, Ian P. Gunn. And, jeez, uh, oh, man, how brutal that must be. Prayers for New Orleans and all those affected by Ida. A local bus driver, a mom, a dad, a 70-year-old tearfully sharing a need, all of them grateful for the Lighthouse's food pantry. Just one of the many programs you can support through the Lighthouse Foundation's annual fundraiser gala September 24th. Now is the time to become a sponsor, auction an item, or provide a centerpiece. Your support will help those most in need throughout Butler and northern Allegheny counties over the coming year. Do it today. Become a sponsor. Visit thelighthousepa.org. Get a king bed for a queen price at Mattress Firm. Save up to $500 during the best Labor Day sale ever on top-rated brands like Sealy and Sleepies. Plus, get a free adjustable base when you spend $6.99 or more. Don't let bees buzz off your customers. Get the help you need at oozebugstoppers.com. Get a free quote on a monthly or quarterly pest control and sanitation plan without a long-term contract that'll clean them up, block them out, push them back, and remove pests safely. Backed by Boo's 100% satisfaction guarantee. When it comes to protecting your business and your guests, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. Hey, Dad, what are you doing? Oh, hi, son. I thought I'd sing for the Legacy Box commercial. No, Dad, I want you to talk about Legacy Box, how it's the best way to digitize your family's home movies and photos. But there's no extra charge for singing. Thank you, but people need to understand that we can take old photos, VHS tapes, even film, and transfer them to DVD, thumb drive, or a digital download. Our trained technicians digitize everything by hand, right here in the U.S. Don't worry, I'll cover all that. Legacy Box, Legacy Box, the best way to digitize home movies and photos so that they aren't lost. Proud of my son and his Legacy Box. Time's almost up. From sea to shining sea. Okay, I'll just read the rest of the ad then. Legacy Box is the best and easiest way to digitize your home movies and photos. Save 40% right now when you go to LegacyBox.com slash LBox. That's 40% off at LegacyBox.com slash LBox. LegacyBox.com slash LBox. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit EKExcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.
Flood advisory in effect through Friday evening. For tonight, clouds breaking, low 54. Tomorrow, sunny and nice. A welcome break from recent rounds of heavy rain. We'll see a high of 73. Tomorrow night, clear skies. Good weather for sleeping, the low 50. Friday will be comfortable with sunshine and areas of high clouds. will reach a high Friday of 74. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. There's been a, a lot of conversation, a lot of uh, articles written these last week or so about what happened this evening 50 years ago at Three Rivers Stadium. Now, this is an anniversary of a, a milestone for the first time in Major League Baseball history. A Major League team fielded nine people of color, nine guys of color on the field. And uh, I'm looking at uh, different articles throughout uh, this past week or so. L.A. Times has an article today, and uh, in it they profile Manny Sanguian. And, you know, this was not something that Danny Murtaugh, who was the pirate manager at the time, this wasn't something that, you know, a civil rights initiative or something he was trying to make a statement. Essentially, Danny Murtaugh was just trying to put the nine best players on the field on September 1st, 1971. Now, of course, in 1971, the Pirates won the World Series, but late in the season, any number of guys were facing some difficulties and some injuries. So Danny Murtaugh was just plugging some holes. But Manny Sanguin remarks in this article I'm reading from the L.A. Times that he's standing on the field at the start of the game. You know, so it's a, it's a home game, and, of course, the Pirates are on the field first. So Manny Sanguin, the Pirate catcher, standing there, he looks at the field and sees, you know, third base, shortstop, second base, first base, left field, center field, right field. All the guys are on the field are, are brown whether they're Puerto Rican or Dominican or African-American. And he looks at himself and he says, you know, in this article, I can't believe what I'm seeing. Mm. And so during the inning break, uh, of course, the first inning, um, uh, the Pirates were down two to nothing. What? He, he, goes into the, he goes into the dugout and he says, hey, you guys, there's nine guys of color out in the field. Let's go. we got to represent. And so Clemente says, we better win this game. Otherwise, they'll be talking about the reason why we lost. Anyway. Pirates won the game. After the game is over, of course, that you know, all the sports writers they see what's going on in the field. They rush into the dugout and uh, the clubhouse. They start to talk to Danny Murtaugh, and they go, "Do you know that you made history tonight?" And Danny Murtaugh said, "Well, yeah. During you know the the game, it was part of conversation that there were nine guys of color, uh, you know, that we were fielding." And I guess I, I did inadvertently make some history here. I was just, as I said, as you know earlier, trying to plug some holes. But it's a good thing that we won. I mean, it's kind of a weird thing, isn't it? That now you look at Major League Baseball. Uh, I think that the figure is seven to eight percent of the guys who play Major League Baseball are, are African American. Uh, the Dominicans, the you know the guys from the you know uh, Puerto Rican leagues, uh, guys from all over the world who are you know um, guys of color but not specifically African American, they by far and away make up the percentage of higher percentage uh, of people of color. Not it, it's just something that baseball has become a little older, a little con, a little staid, a little conservative. Yeah, well, and it's just based on when the sh- the games are on. Yeah. Based on the incredible discrepancy between teams, it just does not attract the younger viewer like it, it doesn't, did. No. It just doesn't. And guys who play the game. I mean, you look at the NFL and you look at the NBA, you know, clearly a, a, a lot more people of color are playing the sure. game, not so much so in baseball. Listen, Major League Baseball could fix so many of its own problems. Yeah, they choose not to.
Anyway, it's a day of history. 1971, the first all uh, Major League Baseball team, guys of color. Take a quick break. Come back. Listen, the, nef- the Nephilim. It's the weirdest story in Genesis six. We're going to talk about an Old Testament. We're going to talk about it with an Old Testament professor coming up next. WORD. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I am your number one fan. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. Looking for a fall fundraiser that's profitable and healthy? Then do what so many churches, schools, and civic groups do. Raise money the delicious way with Shermer Pecans. I'm Putt Weatherby, a fifth-generation pecan grower and owner of Shermer Pecans. Supplying fundraisers for over 75 years, we know the recipe for a winning fundraiser. It's our delicious, fresh-shell Georgia pecans. At Shermer Pecans, whether you're new to fundraising or a seasoned pro, We'll make your campaign simple with tips, print materials, and delicious recipes to share with your fundraising team. And Shermer Pecans offers giftable packaging with great margins per bag. Start a new favorite tradition with a Shermer Pecan fundraiser. Shermer Pecans are always hand-selected and fresh-shelled. Harvesting from orchards that have been in my family for over 100 years. You'd be nuts to fundraise any other way. Make your fall fundraiser profitable and healthy. Shipping begins November 1st, so get set up to sell at ShermerPecans.com. That's S-C-H-E-R-M-E-R, Pecans.com. To be or not to be, if that's your pest question, get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Booze respects bees until they become a stinging problem for homeowners. Boo and his Bug Stoppers team can safely remove wasps, hornets, carpenter, and ground bees with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Get a free quote today. When it comes to getting the buzz on bees, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. I'm looking forward to a play date with my granddaughter. Nana! (laughs) I can't wait to get together with my friends for a backyard barbecue. If you're 65 or older, you're starting to get back to doing things you love. Did you know even healthy adults 65 and older are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia? It's a potentially serious bacterial lung disease that can disrupt your life for weeks. Help protect yourself with the Prevnar 13 pneumococcal 13-valent conjugate vaccine, diphtheria CRM197 protein. Prevnar 13 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 13 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 13 does not protect against all strains of the disease. Ask your doctor or pharmacist today about Prevnar 13. Learn more at Prevnar13.com. Don't get Prevnar 13 if you have had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with a weakened immune system may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-866-694-9300 or visit Prevnar13.com. When men began to increase in number on the earth and daughters were born to them, The sons of God saw that the daughters of men were beautiful, and they married any of them they chose. Then the Lord said, My spirit will not contend with man forever, for he is mortal. His days will be a hundred and twenty years. The Nephilim were on earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God went to the daughters of men and had children by them. They were the heroes of old, men of renown." 
The Lord saw how great man's wickedness on the earth had become, and that every inclination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil all the time. The Lord was grieved he had made man on the earth, and his heart was filled with pain. So the Lord said, I will wipe mankind whom I have created from the face of the earth, men and animals and creatures that move along the ground and birds of the air, for I am grieved that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Those are the words at the beginning of Genesis 6. And I'm telling you, that's wacky stuff. That sure is. Trevor Longman is with us. Dr. Longman is a distinguished, distinguished scholar and professor emeritus of biblical studies at Westmont College in Santa Barbara, California. His latest book is called The Bible and the Ballot, Using Scripture in Political Decisions. But, Tremper, we bring you on here today as a biblical scholar. <laughs> so you can explain this for once and for all. Please, would you? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll be able to give you a precise <laughs> explanation of this passage. And, and as we work, you know, we've been working our way through the book of Genesis. I thought it would be good to pause here to remind ourselves that not everything in Scripture is clear. Um, as the Westminster Confession of Faith says, those matters that are important for our salvation are clear, but not everything. And this is a particularly uh, difficult passage, I think, primarily because of our historical and cultural distance from the text. Mm-hmm. I, but um, all that, and, and and one of the sad things I find is that um, in these particularly difficult passages, whether we're talking about passages in Revelation or in in Genesis six or somewhere, people start reading all kinds of fanciful things into it. So I do think there there's something that's clear in this passage, and that is that there's some kind of transgression, a sexual transgression happening here mm-hmm. that is illustrative of the type of chaos that is taking place that will lead to the flood. Uh, but, uh, but exactly what that transgression is uh, isn't clear. And there are two or three ideas out there that okay. – um, that, that I think we can consider, but we can't be dogmatic about it. But somebody's sleeping with somebody and marrying somebody they shouldn't marry. Right. Got it. Okay. So, okay. So let's start with some of the ideas. So Nephilim, uh, we know what the word means. Uh, it means, well, literally it, it's a, it's a participle of, uh, of, uh, falling. Now fall means to fall. So oh, okay. they're kind of fallen ones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So fallen ones. So what do we? What are the um, theories about who they were and what oh, yeah. exactly was going on? Yeah. So one theory is that uh, the daughters of men represent the descendants of Cain, and another theory is that the and that the sons of God represent the descendants of uh, Shem, and therefore they are, um, you know, the in Genesis four and five, they split the genealogy of Cain, the genealogy of Shem. So the godly line and the ungodly line are intermarrying. Um, Another one takes the idea that one of the groups is a noble class and another one is a sort of subservient class. And, um, but the one I think is best, though it has its own problems, is that sons of God, which is a common way of referring to the angels, um, is referring to angels, and the daughters of men are referring to human beings. Um, and there's some initial objections to that idea, but actually, um, 
they don't stand up. And what's interesting, Kathy, is that um, is that um, is that we know that early Jewish interpreters took it that way. So if you uh, read, say, the Book of Jubilees, they expand on Genesis six and treat it as that kind of transgression. Is that right? And yeah, well, and also you get this interesting passage in the Book of Jude, uh, which um, which refers to angels yeah. that leave leave their habitation, and it's in a series of sexual transgressions, including the um, Sodom and Gomorrah story. So, um, so that seems to be particularly if you read the light of early Jewish interpretation, that seems to be the way the Book of Jude is understanding it as well. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, it's angels and perhaps giants. Well, angels and human women who give birth, and the this giants. is another argument in favor of the uh, give they uh, give um, give some credence to the angelic interpretation, which is that um, um, that they have rather unusual offspring, yeah. and uh, and then uh, but there is a question whether they're giants too. That comes from uh, a later reference, but. Uh, but in any case, why, is that, is that um, because they, it says they were heroes? Why? Yeah, why where does yeah, the giant I, thing come from? You, you know, I think it comes from. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I'd have to remind myself yeah. about that. Okay. It, I think it's connected to a later reference to a tribe of unusually large people oh, <laughs> that okay. the Israelites encounter as they come into come into uh, into the promised land. But um, but um, but I would say that um, uh, what was I going to say there that um, that the one big objection we should address this before the end of our time is when Jesus says that um, Jesus says we'll be like the that, they'll be like the angels yeah right yeah be like the angels they won't be given or taken in marriage yeah and so this leads to a kind of um, kind of idea that can't be angels because they don't have the ability to sleep with human women but no jew would have thought that way you know no jew would have thought that way and um and so uh because of what i was referring to in the book of jubilees and in the book of jude um but um but i think that this idea is that it's not right for angels angels good angels don't Mary, but these aren't good angels, right? Obviously, they're uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so this is what gives rise to um, this myth of the Watchers. The Watchers are these fallen angels, and if you, I forget the name of the one of the more recent Flood movies, but those fallen angels who who uh, helped Noah build the ark. Uh, yeah, that, that was comes from the Jewish legend that, oh, yeah, as well. Sure. Yeah, that was the one. You and I saw that together, John. Right, was yeah. it just called Noah? I think so. I think yeah. it was. So, oh, Trevor, right, right, right. How do you make sense of all this? I mean, I mean, I'm sure there's been so much said and written and preached on these passages, as bizarre as they are, and, you know, not, not to dishonor them at all, but... It you know from us from our mortal eyes in this twenty first century perspective, it just seems like craziness. Yeah, and I think again we need to come back to what's clear, and that is what's clear is that some kind of transgression is taking place, and it it, it actually fits into a recurrent, re, a, re, a repetitive plot 
in Genesis 3 to 11 that includes the account of the fall in Genesis 3, the account of Cain and Abel. Uh, now, the Nephilim are part of the plot of the flood story and then the Tower of, uh, Tower of Babel. And that is, these are four stories that talk about sin, followed by God giving a judgment speech and executing judgment, but also issuing a token of grace. Um, and that's repeated four times, that basic plot, in order to talk about sort of recurrent human sin, but God's, God's, God's determination to judge sin, but also his determination to keep pursuing his sinful people through the token of grace, things like uh, giving clothes to Adam and Eve or putting a mark on Cain. And so, again, the Nephilim are part of the story of the sin of the flood cycle, which also of course, has a judgment speech where God announces the flood and then he executes the judgment by bringing the flood. But he also issues this token of grace that was at the very end of, of uh, Kathy's reading there that talks about Noah mm-hmm. and, uh, and the ark. So God continues to pursue his sinful people. Um, and, and it, you know, there are lots of questions here. And again, I think the important point is to to... Um, to be careful about being too dogmatic about our interpretation of a difficult passage like this. That's smart, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that, Tremper. That's a wise approach because, I don't know, embracing the mystery of it has to be part of the excitement of realizing that God's mind is much bigger than ours. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Right, right, right. And to remember, too, that... Um, that there is a kind of foreignness to the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, it is distant from us, and, and we should respect that and and not presume that we're going to understand everything real clearly. That's good. Sure, yeah. I'll take it as that. it is. Yeah, me too. Trevor Friend, always a pleasure. Thank Thanks you. for being with us. Hey, thank you, John and Kathy. Yeah. Great to be with you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Always right. good. Dr. Tremper Longman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bye. (laughs) Next time we'll talk about something easier. That's Tremper, Distinguished Scholar and Professor Emeritus of Biblical Studies at Westmont College, Santa Barbara, California. His latest book is called The Bible and the Ballot, Using Scripture in Political Decisions. That's a crazy idea, right? (laughs) People really doing that? Oh, my gosh. Heaven help us. (laughs) I hope so. Yes. Hey, we've got a big event happening here. We'll talk to you about that next. Stick around. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy. As Joe Sweeney's plane left the tarmac and the Taliban rolled into Kabul, America's longest war was at an end. After years of working with our Afghan allies, the questions persist. Was it worth it? And what will the future be for those who remain? Salem Media presents An Evening with Joe Sweeney at Christ Church in Grove Farm in Sewickley, Friday, September 17th from 6 to 8.30 p.m. An hors d'oeuvre mixer followed by a moderated panel discussion with Joe featuring John Steigerwald and Kathy Emmons. Learn the situation on the ground, who the key players are, and how we can still make a difference. Get tickets now at wordfm.com. On August 14th, a magnitude 7.2 earthquake decimated southwest Haiti. So they are trying now if they can save the people because there's so much people down there. More than 2,000 people have been killed. Thousands of others injured and missing. Homes, businesses, churches, and schools have been leveled. Tens of thousands of people are left homeless, sleeping in the streets. All of this tragedy in the poorest country on this side of the world. 
Food for the Poor has been serving in Haiti for more than 35 years. We've already shipped almost 100 containers of relief supplies to the victims of this disaster. But your generous, compassionate gifts will keep the help and hope flowing in the days, weeks, and months to come. So please, give your most generous gift now to minister relief to the desperate people of Haiti. Dial pound 250 on your cell phone and just say, I want to give. On your mobile phone, dial pound 250 and say, I want to give. Dial pound 250 on your cell phone and just say, I want to give. Or you can click the red Help Haiti banner at wordfm.com. We can hardly believe it, but it's time for the last barbecue of the summer at the Springhouse in 84. Don't miss out on this great summer taste treat. And come to the Springhouse this Labor Day for fantastic chicken cooked over the pit with lots of country vegetable casseroles, homemade rolls, homemade desserts, and of course our own Springhouse chocolate milk. Eat in our picnic patch or sun porch or take it home to your own picnic. And although this last chicken barbecue marks the end of the summer at the Springhouse, it also signals the beginning of lots of fun fall events. We'll soon be having hog roasts and pumpkin patch hay rides, plus lots of other special events to celebrate this beautiful autumn time of the year. So be sure to come this Labor Day to the Springhouse and help us celebrate. Why doing it right, roofing, siding, and remodeling? As an Owens Corning Roofing Platinum Preferred Contractor, it's simple. It's in their name. They're doing it right, and it's what you'd expect as a homeowner and what they intend to deliver. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. Want it done right? Call doing it right. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. He might be here in these spots for the uh, the Joe Sweeney event. Joe was with us, uh, I think, was, was it last week, Kath? Yes. Yeah. Uh, spent an hour talking to Joe. And uh, he's a uh, private security uh, employee of the United States government and uh, just back, literally just back from Afghanistan. And, man, does Joe have a story to tell? You know, you, you, you read the news stories, and that's one thing. But yeah. then you really hear the stories of someone who's just left the country. And it's a whole other story. I mean, the insight, the the heartbreak, the chaos, the drama, the, the waste, the the brokenness of our country. And the poor planning of it. And the people that were left behind. And, of course, Al-Qaeda and ISIS-K and all that. I mean, it's just unbelievable. So jo- Joe's got a story to tell. And this event's coming up on, the, is it the 18th or the 17th? Friday, Friday the 17th. Yeah. Uh, tickets are pretty cheap, uh, just 20 bucks, and uh, hors d'oeuvres are going to be served, and uh, Christchurch at Grove Farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there, you know, there's space for about uh, 150 or 200 people or so. Uh, do yourself a favor, though. If you're interested in these headlines and you've been following along, you want to hear sort of the story behind the story, Joe Sweeney's got, got it. And, yeah. he's, you know, he's interested in, in just telling the truth about where we are as a country. And, uh, you know, just from speaking to Joe, the stories you hear will shock you in some ways, inflame you in other ways. And I think essentially, for all things, will break your heart and give you confidence in the providence of God and his will be done. Mm-hmm. 
So I'd highly recommend it. WordFM.com is the place to go to sign up. Get your tickets fast. As John said, there aren't many seats. Um, I'll be one of your MCs for the evening. Happy to talk to um, Joe and introduce him to you guys if you haven't met him yet. He's a terrific guy guy. guy. doing really important work. And um, he has a lot of really interesting things to say. About, I mean, he's been in Afghanistan for years. It's not mm-hmm. like he was just there for a, a couple of days before he got it right. back. It was and the weird thing commitment. is, just a couple of days after he's going to have a conversation, he's going to leave and go back out into another territory, which is problematic as well. I guess I could yeah. put that easily. That's so, a I mean, good way to put it. Yeah. And Joe's got stories. And, you know, he has to straddle the line, I think, between, you know, the, the secrecy in many ways of his work within the government, because there's people who do that for a living, and wanting to be transparent as he talks to us you know, in the Christian worldview. So it's always interesting to uh, converse with Joe Sweeney and Cass going to be there as well. So coming up September 17th, Christchurch at Grove Farm, an evening with Joe Sweeney, wordfm.com. Do yourself a favor and check that out. We'll take a quick break. We're going to uh, reset things for the five o'clock hour. When we do come back, Doug Bursch is going to be with us. We're going to talk about uh, the real reason why people are leaving the church. That's next on The Right Home. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Authorities say one student has been injured in a shooting at a North Carolina high school. The Forsyth County Sheriff's Office tweeted, the shooting occurred at Mount Tabor High School. The campus has been secured. The department says it was investigating what happened and actively seeking the suspect. In New Orleans, life remains difficult. It's a big mess, and most people have left town. I think part of that is due to the power outages. New Orleans resident Summer Fields. Some electricity has been restored in New Orleans, but it's going to take time before full power is restored. The remnants of Ida blowing into New England, a band of severe weather that's flooding low-lying communities and forcing evacuations in Virginia, Maryland, and Pennsylvania. A tornado watch remains in effect for parts of the Appalachians, and deadly floods could happen in cities like New Jersey to Boston. This is SRN News. I think it's fascinating how resilient French fries are. I hadn't cleaned out my poor car in years, and so I decided to do it from the trunk to under the seats. I found five different types of balls, enough junk to challenge Mary Poppins' magical bag, and a good start at a French fry museum. It's Ryan. And if you tried to turn all the stuff hidden in my car into cash, you'd undoubtedly owe money. But luckily for most of us, it's quite the opposite when it comes to looking inside our homes. Home values have gone fly-a-kite high for many. Meaning, if you look under those seats, there's a good chance you could pull out a significant chunk of money from the new value in your home to use for whatever you wanted. And with current mortgage rates being where they are, oftentimes you can lower the years on the overall loan or lower your monthly payment at the same time you're doing a cash-out refinance. If you're curious about your options, we are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License number 22672. 
Don't let bees buzz off your customers. Get the help you need at boozebugstoppers.com. Get a free quote on a monthly or quarterly pest control and sanitation plan without a long-term contract that'll clean them up, block them out, push them back, and remove pests safely. Backed by Boo's 100% satisfaction guarantee. When it comes to protecting your business and your guests, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at boozebugstoppers.com. I find that patients just want to be heard. Stock Family Dentistry, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. That takes time to sit down and listen to what the patient has to say. Listen to their past experiences, because that's all important in how I then present treatment to them, formulate a treatment plan for them, and how we move forward with their treatment at our office. My mommy is a really good dentist, and she'll take good care of you. Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. When the earth stands between you and a finished project, you need E&K Excavation. Whether you have to dig it, grade it, drain it, prep it, stabilize it, shape it, clear it, or dispose of it, E&K Excavation has over 100 years of combined experience and a fleet of heavy equipment to help you bend it to your will. They can handle any size project for your home or business, providing quality results on time and on budget. For a free quote, visit ekexcavation.com. They'll move the earth for you at ekexcavation.com. If couples learned anything this past year, it's that living together doesn't always create feelings of togetherness. Well, Family Life's Weekend to Remember Marriage Getaway is back to help you rediscover romance and reconnect in new ways. And now through September 13th, registrations are 50% off. Experience what millions of couples have called the restart their marriage needed. Join Family Life at the Pittsburgh Marriott North, October 29th through the 31st. Register now and save 50% at WeekendToRemember.com. Flood advisory in effect through Friday evening for tonight. Clouds breaking, low 54. Tomorrow, sunny and nice. A welcome break from recent rounds of heavy rain. We'll see a high of 73. Tomorrow night, clear skies, good weather for sleeping, below 50. Friday will be comfortable with sunshine and areas of high clouds will reach a high Friday of 74. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Okay, so we've fallen into a hole once again, it feels. Well, the TP hole. Oh, listen, I'm not doing that again. Well, I'm reading from earlier today as I'm perusing. Americans are back to buying toilet paper in bulk. Procter & Gamble, the biggest U.S. manufacturer of TP and paper tiles, said that it is ramping up production as demand once again increases. The move comes as several retailers said that Procter & Gamble is limiting shipments of paper products to stores. The makers of Charmin TP and Bounty Paper Tiles is speeding up production lines, running factories 24 hours a day, Mm -hmm. seven days a week, and investing to increase shipping volumes, a company spokesman said. The recent jump in demand comes after many months in which paper product sales plummeted to below pre-pandemic levels as stocked-up Americans stop buying. However, as fall is coming upon us and uh, COVID is surging in some areas, primarily in the South, people are panicked shopping once again. 
What? I cannot. How do you feel about you? Are you do you have enough rolls at home? Well, this is what happened to our family mm-hmm. during the COVID TP crisis. Is we were a committed Charmin buying household unit. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. You couldn't find Charmin during at the beginning of COVID. We yes. just, you couldn't couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. So we became a house brand toilet paper family after that. Yeah, it's fine. We were we transitioned and we feel good about it. Yeah. Okay. Now listen. Here's a new wrinkle in this. We went and visited family uh, down in South Carolina. Um, I don't know, a couple of months or so ago. Yeah. My wife's family. And while we were there, went into their bathroom. All of a sudden, this thing sprayed me with water. What the heck is going on there? It's like, I'm like, there's a little fountain happening here, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you mean they have a bidet? Yes, they do. Uh-huh. And not just one, several. And so I was like, I came out of it. I was like, hey, someone should have given me a heads up. <laughs> All of a sudden, door, people. right? All my, you know, Kennywood there, right? <laughs> Give my two tickets to get in the line. <laughs> the hoodlies going on. They're going, oh, that's a pandemic thing. Now we don't. Our our TP is like, you know, cut, you know, tremendously what we're using here. Okay, well, so, let me tell you, you have to have a, a good amount of income to be able to choose a bidet over no, buying no, toilet paper. No, no, no. There, so then, you know, we're spending a couple of days with them. We came back to this topic several times. The preferred bidet is a bidet add-on that costs them 30 bucks at Costco. I kid you not. It's got a little plug-in, plugs into the wall there. They were good well, to now, go. Okay, so when you've traveled yep. to Far East yep. Africa, yep. I mean, you're used to bidets. <laughs> well, the first time I, I saw a bidet, I was like... Or in Europe, you were, we were in Europe for a while. Yeah, sure. I mean, the first time I have was in England, I was like, what the heck's going on there? <laughs> what the heck? I had to have somebody explain it to me. You couldn't Google it, though. No, I could not. I, you know, I was, you know, I met somebody and I was like, there's an extra bowl in my room there, and I'm <laughs> not quite sure what's it. happening there. <laughs> I mean, should I, you know, make some stew in it, perhaps? Is mm-hmm. that what that's all about? You know? Is that like for a, a water fountain, like late at night? I want to dip a little cup in there and drink something? Okay, so... And please tell me you didn't do that. I did not. That is, I, I did not. I didn't want to move on before we <laughs> clarified that, that. No, no. Thing that it was, was fine. It all worked out fine. Out there. Um, so they had bidets in England. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, interesting. When I was in Germany, no bidets. Hmm. When I was in the Netherlands, no, no bidets. No uh-uh. But however, when I was in Indonesia, there you know, were only bidets. You go to France? I've okay. never been to France. Yeah, there is. Have you? Yeah. Were there bidets there? Yes, there were. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so who decides? I don't know. It's like driving. Okay, so driving on what side of the road, right? So if you drive on the wrong side, you were colonized by Great Britain. Right. That's your explanation, right? Yes, yeah. But what's the determination for a bidet? I have no idea. Okay, so uh, so then, you know, Rhonda, my wife's like, oh, well, don't tell John. You know, 30 bucks at Costco, he's going to run right down there and grab one. I've resisted. Have you resisted? Well, you know, I don't know. The water thing? Yeah, I know. I don't know. It's... it's- and listen, my relatives are like going, oh, listen, we swear by this now. You've got to come over. You've got to do this. So I, I bring this up just to say, because if there's all of a sudden, once again, a mad rush, the people are out buying 5,000 rolls of toilet paper, maybe you want to cut that in half and run yourself down to Costco and get yourself a plug-in bidet. Give it a shot. You can only find these types of recommendations on the ride home. Just want to give you a Kathy. thumbs up. Right? That's the way it is. Okay. Would you have one? Would you Would you do it? I didn't know that there was like an add-on. There's an add-on thing. Christy, I mean, would you do it? I mean, if I had my own place, maybe. 
What do you mean if you had your own place? I, I mean, feel like I have to go to like through the landlord to get this added in, right? Yeah. I don't think she can be buying appliances for the It's not toilet. an appliance. Oh, it kind of is. It's like a toaster. But, I mean, kind of the same thing. I mean, you're just yeah. plugging it into the wall. The only problem is, yeah, so my, my uh, sister-in-law was like, well, we had to have the electrician come in and put a, a plug next to the toilet. Because yeah. it was an add-on. I'd be eager to hear you have that conversation with your landlord, Christy. Well, right. I'll do it tonight. Great. Listen, this this actually popped up on my Instagram like a week ago. Really? Somebody that I follow, he lives in Canada. He is there's one on Amazon for ninety nine dollars. He loves it. He's swearing by it. Uh huh. See, well, if Costco's got them for sale for thirty bucks, right? yeah, but she doesn't have a hundred because she spent thirty three on the grooming kit for her dog. True oh, story. Right, right. We get paid on Friday. Oh, thank goodness. Okay, okay. all right. My, listen, I I, I heard uh, an in depth news report today. It was kind of like one of those undercover reports. <laughs> yeah. That um, there was a mistake in the grooming, and Milo, Christie's dog, is angry at her. Uh oh. He might be missing a chunk of fur. <laughs> so angry he went and hid under a chair. Oh, yeah. In disgust, fear even. Uh-huh. That's what happens to the at-home barber. Milo and I are communicating. <laughs> so he's the one that told me about it, and I was I was grieved. Good call. And concerned. I had to have a sit-down with Christy <laughs> yeah. when Listen, I saw her this There's morning. no skin showing. There's just a, a chunk of fur. Oh, it's missing. fine. It's fine. I mean, you know, how he's upset at, he, is it going to be? Listen, he's feeling a little... Defaced by the whole yeah. thing. It, it's it's actually pretty bad. Right. A loss of fur. Wait till he jumps up on the bidet. That'll change his life forever. <laughs> Coming up next, uh, Doug Burrish is going to be with us. Auburn, Washington. What are we talking to Doug about? Uh, the real reason people are leaving the church. Oh, yeah. I want to know it's what It's not that lack is. of bidets. I'll tell you okay. that. Okay. <laughs> Stick around, I guess. It's the right on with John and Kathy. W-O-R-D. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends. With the best new music. New, new, new music. New music from Micah Tyler, Walking Free. On Our Way by Mercy Me. Yeah, we're on our way. And promises from Maverick City Music. Best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Brought to you by Trinity Jewelers. 101.5 Word FM on the weekend. As Joe Sweeney's plane left the tarmac and the Taliban rolled into Kabul, America's longest war was at an end. After years of working with our Afghan allies, the questions persist. Was it worth it? And what will the future be for those who remain? Salem Media presents an evening with Joe Sweeney at Christ Church at Grove Farm in Sewickley, Friday, September 17th from 6 to 8.30 p.m. An hors d'oeuvre mixer followed by a moderated panel discussion with Joe featuring John Steigerwald and Kathy Emmons. Learn the situation on the ground, who the key players are, and how we can still make a difference. Get tickets now at wordfm.com. Impact Mortgage Corp. TBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231. Glass lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer based on loans over $250,000. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. What's better than a mortgage interest rate and APR in the twos? How about a no-closing-cost mortgage loan with an interest rate and APR in the twos? That's right. We have no closing cost loans here at Cash Call Mortgage. We pay the title, escrow, and appraisal fees. So if you're looking to save a little cash on your monthly mortgage payment, call Cash Call Mortgage today. Our quotes are always free. If your mortgage rate APR is not in the twos, Cash Call Mortgage could lower your interest rate and save you some cash. What are you waiting for? With low rates and no closing cost options, now is the time to refinance your mortgage. For a free quote to see if you qualify, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call us today. Call 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. 
to be or not to be? If that's your pest question, get the help you need at BoozBugStoppers.com. Booze respects bees until they become a stinging problem for homeowners. Boo and his Bug Stoppers team can safely remove wasps, hornets, carpenter, and ground bees with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Get a free quote today. When it comes to getting the buzz on bees, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Have you noticed a decline in attendance in your church? Uh, I think my church is pretty steady, actually, to pre-pandemic levels. Not exactly where it was, but I, I'd say steady. Right. Okay. So there has been, you know, reports what people have been saying. Well, my church is down twenty-five percent or really 40%. large churches. Some of them are down, like you said, forty. Well, that's a lot of people. So I go to a tiny church, not tiny, but it's pretty small. And so, you know what I mean? I think small churches were a little more protected from that type of decline, uh, uh, worse, you know, more than the huge churches. We'll rush out the door. D- uh, Doug Bursch is with us. Pastor Bursch is a co-pastor of Evergreen Foursquare Church in Auburn, Washington. He's the host and producer of the Fairly Spiritual Show radio program and podcast. Here today to talk to us about the actual reason the churches are declining. Hey, Doug, how you doing, friend? Hey, uh, I'm doing well. Good to be back on the Kathy and Other Guy show. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> all right, Doug. So, um, first of all, always good to see you. Uh, we like the cap situation, mm-hmm. and we want to know about your church. Um, is your church small, medium, large? Have you? What, what's your church attendance drop off? Um, can I call an audible here and tell a story about John? Oh, yeah. Oh, I wait, no, what's this? I, no, I want to hear that. Wait, you're coming on to talk yeah, about no, one no. thing. No, now you're switching no, no, gears. No, certainly this takes You're going to look good, John. Oh. This is going to look good in this. Um, I want your listeners to know, and Kathy, I just don't know you as well. Uh, all my shame. interactions of you have been positive, but I've traveled with John. And yeah. so because I've traveled with John, it doesn't mean all my interactions were positive. But um, so it is. So, I went, uh, we were with a service organization in Guatemala. This just shows you the heart of John. And I want your listeners to know this about him. I was thinking about this today, John, as I was praying for you, uh, you came to my mind and I was just praying that God would bless you because I know the job that you and Kathy do is difficult. Uh, sometimes no matter how you talk about something, everyone comes at you from all the different angles and people seem to be shouting more than ever before and forgetting our basic humanity and that every person is made in the image of God. But one of the things I saw with you, John, is it's the last day of our trip in Guatemala. I think we're with Food for the Poor. And we go to visit this very poor community that had been provided goats uh, a few months before. Do you remember that, John? There's this, they've been provided goats. And we show up to where the goats are supposed to be, and there's no goats. And so the first fear is like, oh, no, did they eat all the goats? I mean, a goat farm, that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to milk the goats, provide new ones, but there's no goats there. And then suddenly we see coming over the ridge of a hill, so cool. the whole village almost, with all the goats, a goat parade, celebrating, oh, no. cheering, shouting, you know, as they're yeah. coming into 
with their goats. Hundreds. And then, yeah, right. It was just amazing. That brought tears to our eyes. And then the next thing that happened is they said, we have prepared for you a feast. Now, you need to understand this. When you travel overseas, one of the things they tell us is don't eat the food of the locals. We're not trying to be snobby, but we will get sick. You just get sick in these communities if you eat the food they provide. So they're very careful with us. We're only there for a week to eat certain food, you know, water that we open up the bottles. You know, we don't want to get sick on the trip. And even then people get sick. But here they had prepared everything you're not supposed to eat when you're in Guatemala, like everything, warm, kind of jungle-ish punch that has particles in it, you know, just everything that could make you sick. Now, I have a stomach problem where I have stomach surgery, and if I get sick, it's incredibly painful for me, and I try to avoid food poisoning at all costs. Here we are the day before we're going to get on a plane, and by the way, having food poisoning on a plane, (laughs) that's a whole nother story. So we are there, and half the people in our group, they're radio hosts from all over, They're like, we can't eat this. And they just hide out in the van. Now, I'm not going to try to judge these people, but they just were not going to eat it. They weren't going to get sick. They did. It was the end of a long trip. They were tired. They just went to the van. And John looked at me and he said, there is no way we're not going to eat this food. This is sacred. And so I sat next to him. And we just ate. And here's the deal. When you eat the food, people are like, oh, you must be hungry. And they brought us more food that could be contaminated, right? They just brought us. I had so much. Piles. Yes, piles of things that could be tainted. And I ate it. I ate it alongside my brother, John. And it was the most sacred meal I've ever had. good. This is the character of one of the hosts of the show. And I know for you two to work together, then you must have that combined character. I want your listeners to know this. It matters when they send encouraging words to you. It matters when they say, thank you for what you're doing. Not all shows are like this. Not all radio programs are like this. This is a beacon of light. And I tease John on a regular basis, and I don't tease Kathy much, but the reality is I greatly respect you too. And I want you to know that what you're doing has value. It has purpose. And that was one of the most sacred things. And it showed the heart of this host in private. When no one would have judged him, it would have been people from another country. We sat and ate some of the most suspect meat you could ever eat, and we were fine. And we, we were fine. Everything before, worked so out oh, fine, right? That's such a good story. It was good. That, yeah, thanks, That Doug. was a good choice. On yeah, both it was parts. really good food, and yeah. we ate a lot of it, and everybody was so happy that we did because we honored the locals in yeah. their preparation and their care for us. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sorry for taking the topic off topic. That's I don't, you know, good. I have books and stuff, but I don't care if my books sell. I want to honor the Lord and... Mm. What you guys do, I just, I know you're not comfortable with this. You didn't ask me to come on to do this, but daily, daily, you guys deal with some of the most tough topics and you try to bring it in a way that's reconciling, but truth telling. And I know the kind of emails you get as a talk show host. I did it for five years. And I just want to say for your listeners, you have a privilege of listening to these two. That's a, they're a gift. I've been on other markets, other stations. They're not like this. So value what God has given you and your words of encouragement matter, not just with pastors or radio hosts, but with anyone. People are always ready to give up. We never understand that, but people are on the verge of giving up. And one encouraging word can make all the difference. And I'm not saying John and Kathy told me they're ready to give up, but there are days when you're hosting a show or pastoring a church when you want to quit. And that one word makes all the difference. Your voice has tremendous value. Every single listener, you have the power to change thousands of lives. You encourage one person and that person can encourage thousands. So I just want to encourage people, 
to not take it lightly. We're in a cynical age. We're in an age where we're judgmental and critical and cynical and sarcastic. Be intentional with authentic praise and the world will change. Mm. Amen and amen. Thank well, you, Well, that's sweet. It's very kind. That's sweet, Doug. Well, now, Doug, you know, you, you, you talk about this because as a pastor, you're on the front lines as well. And, you know, th- that thing that you just did, that, you know, that that peeling back, that gratitude, that, that's so beautiful. And it's it didn't cost you anything to do. It was a simple thing. What it was was just an awareness of the situation and your kindness, and you were able to pass something along to me. By saying that, and I didn't know you were going to do that, you made my day. So thanks for that. Yeah. And, and I think everyone should be aware of that. It's a simple thing to do, but a lot of people and, just don't have it is, or can't think about and it. And is that one of the reasons why churches are declining? I mean, well, yeah, I, and I, I, seriously, this is a great transition. I do this because the spirit's leading me and we're going to have to have a concept of Christian community. That is about why am I gathering? And if it's just gathering, cause I'm getting fed or getting what I want or my needs met, you're not going to continue to gather. There are too many options out there of better stuff than to go to church. There really are. There are things that are more fun, have less conflict are easier to do. But when you listen to the Holy spirit and that's what I believe I did at the beginning, I listened to the Holy spirit and gave you what I thought you needed to be encouraged If you listen to the Holy Spirit, God will call us to gather into community because Christ formed community on earth. That's what Christ did. And Christ is in us through the Holy Spirit. So no matter how difficult it is, no matter how hard it is, no matter the hurt and the pain, if you listen to the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will lead you to where Christ is. And Christ is in the middle of community. And so that's to me, regardless of your church is declining or not declining, it's hard to be in community. And if you listen to your feelings, uh, it's not good enough. If you just do it for others to help you, it's not good enough. Eventually, it becomes a service to the Lord where you pray and the Lord says, yeah, I want you to hang out with that guy, even though he's a jerk. I want you to be in that Bible study, even though there's a bunch of troubled people and you're not really getting anything out of it, but you need to be there to be light and life to them. You know, one of the problems is we sell the church as what you get out of it. Come to the small group because you'll grow in your faith. Come to this meeting because you'll grow in your marriage. And it's me, 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 me. I want to tell some of you that there's meetings you'll go to where you will not grow, but others will grow. And God has called you to be in that meeting. He's called you to be in that difficult situation because you're the light of Christ. You're the life of Christ. And only the Holy Spirit can lead you into rooms like that. Because if it's just about your flesh and what you desire and what you want, you're not going to do that. You're going to stay home and, for me, watch the Mariners. or so- I'm going to do something else that's simple and easy. But it's not what I was created to be. I was created to be an expression of God, to be his image on earth. And to do that, I must listen to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Mm. That's really good. Doug Bursch is with us. Doug is the co-pastor of Evergreen Foursquare Church in Auburn, Washington. He's the host and producer of The Fairly Spiritual Show which is a radio program and podcast. Um, I wonder if, Doug, um, if we, I don't know, we seem to be so eager to, you know, express our opinion, to step out on social, um, to be that edgy personality. And yet when it comes to saying things that really matter in community to the people that we care about, we like get all freaked about it. It's like too scary, which is ironic, right? And probably a sign of unhealth. Um, How do we combat that? Well, this is one of the reasons I think the church is declining is people used to reconcile because they had to, they had less relational options. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, You know, if you just lived within walking distance, what you went to the church near you, you know, you may be a hit, you know, hit, 
put the wagon together and take the horse into town. For most of existence, people only lived within walking distance and their relationships were only within walking distance. And so they had to get along with people because there were no other people to replace them. And so you had to get along with that church because there's only two churches. You had to get along with your neighbors because there's no one to go online with to talk about your neighbors. You can't tweet about the person in line that's, that's annoying you. So we learned how to reconcile because we had to because we had limited relationships. What's happening in the church now? We don't have to because we have unlimited access to thousands of people. So I get upset with this pastor. I've got thousands of pastors to listen to. I get upset with this Bible study. I've got thousands of resources that I can go to instead. So that effort of saying honest things, of walking through a conflict, people didn't just do that because they were more noble in the past. They did that because if they didn't go through that, they'd be talking to no one. So this is one of the problems with our social media age and why I do think communities will decline, such as the church, unless we're intentional because we've got other things we can do. We can talk to other people online. There's more entertainment than ever before. Sometimes people just went to church because it was interesting. There was music. They didn't have music at home. Maybe they had a phonograph or something. We have every kind of entertainment, everything to stream, amazing things to keep our interest. So people are not going to go to church for any cultural reasons. And it certainly doesn't even benefit you culturally anymore. You don't look better in society if you go to church, right? Mm -hmm. So the only reason we're going to gather is if we're listening to Christ and we believe that humans were created for community. And isn't that what God says in the beginning to Adam? He says, it is not good for man to be alone. That's before sin enters the world. That's before any darkness enters the world. It is the nature of humans to need to be in community. We are fully human in community, but we're going to have to be intentional or we're just going to fracture and fracture and fracture. And I think that's what we're seeing. And I'm not trying to be a doomsdayer yeah. because I know God is still speaking to us and will lead us in healthy directions. But if we don't listen to God, we will follow this culture. And this culture just unites with people as much as we agree. The moment we disagree, we fracture and we go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And you see the culture disintegrating and the church follows along. So, I mean, that, that good word of being together being guided by the Holy Spirit, being in community, the intentionality of it, because that's what we need to do, right? I mean, what about that, Doug? Just one more thing before you leave yeah. us. That, that power, yeah, talk about that. Well, this is what I want to remind people to do. Some people have been in terrible churches where they've been hurt. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have left that church or you shouldn't be in isolation right now where you sure. were wounded and hurt and you're just trying to survive. Here's the deal, though. When you listen to the Lord, the Lord will still call you into some form of community. It might not be a traditional church, but it might be we're doing a Bible study in our home and we're meeting on a regular basis and we're, we're connecting with people. We must contend for some form of community. And my only rule for this is it needs to be small enough that you can connect with people, but large enough that a few people annoy you. And that needs to be your community. It's not just your friends. Yeah. It's not just the people you get along with, but there's broken people in the room as well. And whatever that looks like, whatever you call it, if it's a hiking group, but it's surrounded with God, it's about Jesus. There's people you love and can, are connected with. And then there's weird people that you're just loving and trying to show the light and life of Jesus Christ. Those communities can still be formed. And if you've been hurt, please don't let that hurt set the rest of your life. Your giftings are needed for someone else needs your giftings. A community needs your giftings. So facilitate community in some way. Yeah. Amen and amen. That is good. It's a good word, Doug. Yeah. Doug, that was very sweet. Really wonderful to talk to you today. Thanks for your encouragement, your kindness, and uh, bringing the Pacific Northwest to us here in Pittsburgh.
Well, thanks for having me. And you did a great job of transitioning me from one thing to another. And that's yeah, another well, sign you, you guys are excellent hosts. But wait, though, before you job. leave us, there's more. Tell us about if people want to find you online. What are they Fairly doing? spiritual. Uh, well, you just pray and the Holy Spirit will show you. You can go to, <laughs> to fairlyspiritual.org and I have a book posting peace uh, that you can purchase or the community of God. Those are about some of the things I talked about today. Very nice. Always a pleasure. Great to see you, Doug. Thanks for being with us Love again. Love you guys. Yeah. Love you as well. Doug Bursch. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Uh, we've got more ahead. Uh, it's, uh, does this make sense? Does this make sense? I'll just go out on a limb that it doesn't. It might. It really might. Grove City College. A group of young people who are engaged in a rigorous academic journey. Mm -hmm. That's fair to say. What happens at Grove City College? This is not essentially for the faint of heart. It is a rigorous, mm -hmm. deep dive into an academic load. It is. You know, I've had this conversation with both of my kids a lot over the last couple of years. Mom, I, I don't know how I'm going to do on the midterm. Like, I, I don't know. What, what if I don't pass this class? And, you know, both of my kids do pretty well in school, but it's a challenging atmosphere. What I love about it, though, is that there's help for you. You know, I, it's like if, if, you, if you can't get what you need, if you feel like you don't have what it takes to pass microeconomics, which I didn't when I was an undergrad. All right. <laughs> They've got a, a great tutoring setup. So it, it's it's one of those things that you want to be challenged, but you want to also have some people behind you to support you so you feel like in the challenge you can succeed. I'm into that. Grove City College. Rigorous academics, great and fun athletics, wonderful Christian values, and some of the most amazing people that I promise you you will ever meet. For more information, look online for you or your rising senior, gcc.edu. We've all been thinking a lot lately about the air we breathe. QDOT has been thinking about it for over 100 years, providing big HVAC solutions for the commercial industry, including healthcare, where air quality is paramount. Does your home deserve any less? For affordable solutions, including their new bipolar ionizer, which may eliminate up to 99.4% of airborne viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, breathe easier with QDOT. Call 412-366-6200 or visit q-dot.com. The United States has killed Osama bin Laden. Hours after that announcement, the White House leaked that it was SEAL Team 6 that carried out the operation. Al-Qaeda placed bounties on the heads of all Navy SEALs. Then just three months later, a U.S. Army helicopter carrying many from SEAL Team 6 and others. Anybody out there, we have a fallen angel. A fallen angel. Roger. Fallen Angel Extortion 17. The story most Americans don't know. Watch exclusively at SalemNow.com. Why doing it right, roofing, siding, and remodeling? As an Owens Corning Roofing Platinum Preferred Contractor, it's simple. It's in their name. They're doing it right, and it's what you'd expect as a homeowner and what they intend to deliver. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. Want it done right? Call doing it right. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. 
Flood advisory in effect through Friday evening for tonight. Clouds breaking, low 54. Tomorrow, sunny and nice. A welcome break from recent rounds of heavy rain. We'll see a high of 73. Tomorrow night, clear skies. Good weather for sleeping, the low 50. Friday will be comfortable with sunshine and areas of high clouds. will reach a high Friday of 74. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? Frozen yogurt. Okay, so, I, there's ice cream. It's a delicacy. Most people agree on it. Frozen yogurt. Is it like the poor stepchild? The poor step sibling? Is it a sad substitute? It's all those things. Given my choice, if I'm in line and I have custard, ice cream, frozen yogurt, there's no way I'm touching the frozen yogurt. I, you could dress it up with M&Ms or granola or whatever you want. I'm going to just snub it and just move move forward. It doesn't make any sense to me. For those health conscious people, that's fine. I like a you know a, like a thing of yogurt, like some you know blueberry yogurt or whatever. You drink, you eat the plain yogurt. I like yogurt, mm-hmm. frozen yogurt. It doesn't make any sense. I disagree. John, I prefer oh. the frozen yogurt. Did you ever have Rita's custard? I have had it. Oh. It's delicious. Come on. It's the, delicious. The choice between the two? I'm just saying, I think the taste is close enough. Close enough. That if you're trying to be health conscious, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I feel like it does. Close enough. Yeah, close enough. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like horseshoes. And if you do the mix-ins, like you're talking about the Heath Bars, the Oreos, the M&Ms, like I am well, uh, good it, to go with that. But what are you saving? Like what? 50 calories, 100 calories? What, you think you're clogging your veins with, you know, uh, close enough? Are you going to treat yourself? Then treat yourself close enough. I think it makes sense. Okay, now this is a no-brainer, and i got to say it anyway. Does this make sense? The seatbelt. The seatbelt? I was in a wreck yesterday. Some guy in the Squirrel Hill Tunnels crushed my rear end without the bidet. He (laughs) crushed me so bad, I crushed into the other car in front of me. You know what? The airbag, for whatever reason, didn't go off. State Trooper was like, "What? that happens occasionally. Airbag doesn't go off. My seatbelt, boom, it held me in there tight. I walked away from it. My car is total. That seatbelt worked. Seatbelts, don't be a fool. Put that thing on, man. It makes perfect sense. My kids. Yes, I agree. Right. My kids, They remember that people that you used to fight about seatbelts? Yes. I'm not wearing a seatbelt. Right. How can the government tell me to get in my car and not put it? Just put on a seatbelt. Seatbelt makes sense. Crying out loud. Right. You wear a seatbelt? I don't. Oh, my oh, God. for crying out loud. Put your seatbelt on, lady. Let, let his story speak to you. It doesn't ding. I just drive. Oh, it makes sense. Make, it makes perfect sense. 101.5 WORD. Okay, everybody in the car. Where are we going, Daddy? On an adventure. Yay! Adventures in Odyssey. It's not just a kid's show, it's a show the whole family can enjoy. 
Listen on this station, Adventures in Odyssey, tonight at 8 on 101.5 Word FM, W-O-R-D. As Joe Sweeney's plane left the tarmac and the Taliban rolled into Kabul, America's longest war was at an end. After years of working with our Afghan allies, the questions persist. Was it worth it? And what will the future be for those who remain? Salem Media presents an evening with Joe Sweeney at Christ Church at Grove Farm in Sewickley, Friday, September 17th from 6 to 8.30 p.m. An order of mixer followed by a moderated panel discussion with Joe featuring John Steigerwald and Kathy Emmons. Learn the situation on the ground, who the key players are, and how we can still make a difference. Get tickets now at wordfm.com. Is it time to push reset and get away with God? Christian travel creates purposeful pauses to discover the most scenic, sought-after destinations while you immerse yourself in the wonder of God's creation. As you travel alongside the world's top Christian leaders, every step of the way will revive your faith and awaken your sense of wonder. Imagine morning devotions on the deck of a cruise ship as you pass towering Alaska glaciers or tropical Caribbean islands. Perhaps you're longing to set foot in the very places where Jesus walked and taught in Israel. Every day on a Christian cruise or tour brings you to new vistas while you enjoy uplifting music and powerful messages. Get away with God in a faith-focused journey, and the unforgettable memories you create will refresh you long after you return home. For more information, visit InspirationCruises.com or call 800-247-1899. That's InspirationCruises.com or call 800-247-1899. Don't let bees buzz off your customers. Get the help you need at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Get a free quote on a monthly or quarterly pest control and sanitation plan without a long-term contract that'll clean them up, block them out, push them back, and remove pests safely. Backed by Booze 100% Satisfaction Guarantee. When it comes to protecting your business and your guests, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Sharing one car with her mom while supporting two households in a pandemic just wasn't working out. But thanks to the Lighthouse Foundation's Car Connection Program, this healthcare worker found safe, reliable transportation that meant less time on the road, a full night's sleep, and more income for her family. It's just one of the many programs you support when you sponsor their annual fundraiser gala September 24th. Bring hope to those in the most need throughout Butler and Northern Allegheny counties. Become a sponsor today at thelighthousepa.org. Father Jason Sharon is with us from Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie, Pennsylvania. He is live and in studio with us. Jason's been a long time. Glory to God. Yeah, yeah. seeing you face Indeed. to face is a treat. Yeah, it's good to be back and making through both of you. You and your lovely wife and your children all fine. All doing very well. Excellent. Yeah. COVID's yeah. been good to you. It's been good to me, and uh, I haven't put on too much weight. You know? No, you look good. <laughs> okay, six daughters or seven six daughters? daughters and, and six a son. daughters and yeah. a son. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, wow. uh, and then a growing uh, spiritual family of our, our parish in Carnegie. Yes. Terrific. Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church. You got it. Now, you're wearing a collar here. Yep. Right? Um, which is always interesting. We had a friend who is an Anglican priest, mm-hmm. and he made a commitment. For, for many years, he chose not to wear a collar. Uh-huh. But then, you know, he went through some, uh, what would you call it? I, I guess a spiritual reawakening in mm-hmm. some ways as a pastor, and was is committed to it. So this is a guy who's always in the community. Yep. It, and he was shocked, which was kind of surprising, shocked by people's response to some, seeing someone wear a collar. Yes. And I'm sure people respond to you really interesting. Yeah, I, I usually wear it in, in public. Um, 
you know, a few times I don't, but usually I nine out of ten times I wear it in public, and uh, uh, the reason is is because it's a, a call to uh, proclaim the gospel, and uh, people see that, and their thoughts turn to the things of God, and uh, people who want to speak uh, with a priest have an opportunity. But if I if I never wore the collar, they'd never who knows? they'd never know. So people approach you, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. And they they just want to talk to you. Yeah, and some of the best conversations happen in airports. Uh, um, you know, shopping centers, um, grocery stores. So, uh, yeah, it's it's an, it's an evangelization tool. I love it so much. I mean, I, I, too bad that in some ways, you know, we are anointed as well as believers in Christ. Uh, I wonder, wouldn't that be cool if people knew that in some way there's a physical manifestation? I mean, not to say that, you know, we should let our light shine, but there's something about the collar that really signifies it and allows people to open up. Right, and and uh, it, it's not really about me. People will often think, "Oh, yeah. he's wearing because he wants attention." It's not no, about no, no. the priest uh, or the minister. It's it's about uh, the other person, so that uh, it's for their convenience, so that they can know, mm-hmm. "Hey, this is someone I can speak to about uh, my questions about the Lord." Interesting. Yeah. So today. Yeah, Jace. Um, how about our sins and God's providence? You yes. said you wanted to talk about that. That seems like a large subject. Our sins. Yeah. Our sins. Well, we could go on for a long time about Kathy, that. It's a large topic for some people. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'll be the first one to put my hand up. <laughs> well, uh, I'll give you a riddle, and this—I mean—the answer is obvious. Is obvious, but you know, what's the one thing that you can give to the good Lord that um, uh, He has never given you? Our brokenness. Yeah, our brokenness, our sins. And that's the one thing he wants is uh, um, is our sin. You know, you can't give him your intellect. You know, well, you can, but he already gave it to you. It's it's like giving back a Christmas gift to the giver. Um, but is uh, our sin is the one thing that he never gave us. We have created those, and he wants us to give that to him. And be, in doing so, uh, absolutely beautiful things are made. You know, you think of uh, you know Saul. Uh, you think of of Peter in the in the New Testament, uh, giving to the Lord uh, their brokenness, and uh, you know with with Peter his uh, threefold denial, and he repents of it. And what does he get in return? Is he gets a threefold affirmation? You know, so it's just God's providence. It's the way that's the way our God works. Is that uh, we create um, uh, a blemish, and an average artist cannot do anything about a blemish on a canvas. But a master artist can turn the blemish into a masterpiece of art. Mm. He gave me beauty for ashes. Yeah. The oil of joy for mourning. Amen. Garment of praise for a spirit of heaviness. That's it. That's absolutely it. That's a beautiful passage, isn't it, about that exchange? It's it's not fair what we get. (laughs) It's not fair, fair, no. No. Uh, You know, we we give him ashes and he gives us... um, uh, we give him ashes; he gives us glory. Um, there's. Uh, I, I was thinking of a, a story from uh, my time in, in Eastern Europe in Ukraine, and I, I want to share this with you and, and your listeners on the, in their cars driving home. Um, it's a true story, and any of you who uh, who've ever had a, a baba, you know, a, a grandma mm-hmm. who um, would would embroider. You know, you go to Eastern Europe, Poland, and Ukraine, and Slovakia, and Hungary. You know, that's just part of their culture. Is they ha- they make napkins and towels, and they embroider them with beautiful detail. Um, and I knew someone over in Ukraine who was telling me this story from their childhood. Is uh, you know they're sitting on the floor, and their their grandma is you know, embroidering a cloth over top of him. And the little he looks up and all he sees is this 
is the bottom side of the napkin, and it looks absolutely horrible. You know, all you see is loose string hanging down. There's knots. no knots, and it's 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 a cacophony of of ugliness. You know, <laughs> and uh, and you know, Grandma didn't say anything. Baba didn't say anything. And then only when the 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 Baba, you know, the Grandma finished the embroidery, did she turn it around so that you know the little one could see what a masterpiece it was. And and that's our life is that we do these these foolish things in our life. And they're messy and they're sinful, um, but when we commit them into the hands of the Lord, we commit our lives into the hands of the Lord, he's able to flip it over and show us our lives that he was able to make those mistakes into something beautiful. And from his perspective, he was able to, to knit a beautiful pattern uh, in our lives. Uh, through through those things that we give them. That's that's a really good word because you know people are listening right now. Even you know they go oh, wait wait uh, that might be true for the average person, but y- you don't know me, you don't know my particular stain of sin. What I've done is beyond pale, and and how could God ever forgive anything like that? Well, I I say to them that they need to uh, study the Word of God because if their sin is adultery, if their sin is murder, then they're in really good company. Like. The company of Saint Paul or King David, because those were the sins that David and Saul were guilty of, and uh, uh, I think there's a temptation there to say that my sin is greater than God's mercy, you know. Mm. And uh, if you can, uh, if you can admit that you're broken and you need God's help, then uh, maybe here in, P- in Pittsburgh is the next King David or the next Saul. Uh, all that's waiting is for your repentance. Mm. There's room for us all in heaven, isn't there? So what about that nature of repentance, right? If people are not believers, and even if you're still a baby Christian in some ways, the act of repentance requires a dive into your own self, right? Uh, To reflect, to sort of sift through who you are. An unpleasant trip. (laughs) A very unpleasant trip, isn't it? Mm. It it always has to begin with humility, you know, is... uh, First, to acknowledge that he is and I'm not. And uh, once we begin with with that acknowledgement, you know, that he is pure love, pure life, pure being itself, and I'm just a little drop in the bucket. And uh, um, once we can admit that, um, then it, it uh, it's just a small step to admit that, you know, we, we've also um, uh, sinned against him. And uh, all that we do need is to uh, have a humbled and contrite heart, as Psalm uh, 51 says, is just to have a humbled and contrite heart and to ask for uh, the the renew, rejuvenating fountain of his mercy to pour in and through us. And he will, he will fill up our cup. What about confession? Yeah, confession is, uh, you know, as our Lord said, it, it's incredibly important because, you know, if I came back from the dead— and I had a few, just a couple days with you. I'm pretty sure that you would write down if you love me. You know, you would write down everything that I said. You know, and so that's what our Lord says is after His resurrection in John chapter 20 is He He breathes on them, says peace be to you. Then He says, whose sins you forgive are forgiven, whose sins you retain are retained, and that's that's an important part of our Christian witness is to uh, is to forgive sins and to confess our sins. Uh, and ask for forgiveness. And for Catholics and Orthodox, you know, it, it means, you know, humbly, 
going before someone else who's also a sinner and and uh, confessing your sins uh, to the Lord through that um, uh, vessel of clay. Our sins and God's providence. Jason, tell us about uh, Holy Trinity, Ukrainian Catholic Church, where you guys are, what you do. Well, we're a community of recovering sinners, and uh, that's that's what we are. And uh, we're, uh, uh, you know, works in progress. And uh, our obligation, our job, is to give praise to him. And we do that in uh, the ancient apostolic uh, tradition of, of the Eastern Christian um, patrimony. And uh, so we do that every Every day, actually, at 8.30 a.m., but uh, especially on Sundays um, at, at 11 o'clock. 11, okay. Yeah. And you meet now. You're back together again. We're back together. We've, well, we've, we've been back together for a very long time. In fact, during the, during the pandemic, uh, we just, uh, um, you know, God's 24-7. You always have to praise him. So we just found new ways to do it, and uh, we went outside and did it. I see. And uh, had some, uh, you know, radio, shortwave radio, or a little... Uh, you know, radio and yeah. uh, AM mm-hmm. radio, and but now we've been back indoors for for quite a while. Right. So wait. So you're saying that you meet every day at eight thirty? Yep. Really for worship? Yep. That's fascinating. I mean, very few, very few um, faith traditions do that now, don't they? Yes. Yeah. Well, the uh, mind you, the, the the Catholics have a daily mass tradition, um, and. Uh, the Orthodox have, if not a daily mass tradition, they have a daily matins tradition. So um, it, it's beautiful. It just it, I, I can't say that I always did it, but I've been doing it since uh, COVID. I really needed to, to go to dig deep, and I needed help. And uh, it um, that's one of the blessings of COVID is that uh, it forced us and me to uh, just t- turn to the Lord. And uh, that's, yeah. that's what I started doing, and uh, I think I'm a better person because of it. Fabulous. So good to see you, Jason. Thank you. Yeah, really nice to have you back. That's Father Jason Trone, Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church, Carnegie PA. We'll take a quick break. We still got a little smidge left ahead, yeah, so uh, stay with us, won't you, please? We got celebrity birthdays coming up. Uh-oh. A little quiz for John. All right. Mm-hmm. Back in just a few minutes. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk here on Word FM. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com slash HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash HR. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. With today's technology, anyone can take a video. But getting it ready for primetime, that's something many churches aren't equipped to handle. Here at Salem Video, we offer churches everything they need to go from rough cut to picture lock. 
With your raw footage, we can produce great-looking videos for your social media, podcasts, website, and even live service element. From text animation, visual effects, transitions, logos, music, and more, here's where we put it all together. What can Salem Video do for you? Ask GM Brad Marshall at 412-503-4770. To be or not to be? If that's your pest question, get the help you need at BoozBugStoppers.com. Booze respects bees until they become a stinging problem for homeowners. Boo and his Bug Stoppers team can safely remove wasps, hornets, carpenter, and ground bees with no long-term contracts and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Get a free quote today. When it comes to getting the buzz on bees, who are you going to call? Booze Bug Stoppers at BoozeBugStoppers.com. Liberty. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance, so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy show, you will find it archived at secularlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy show. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. John survived a nasty car accident last night. Mm. We're very grateful that John is okay. Mm. Yeah, thank you. Um, hit by somebody in the squirrel tunnels who wasn't paying attention. And when I say hit, I mean like totaled hit. Anyway, um, so we want to test your cognitive ability, John, to see how you've rebounded by giving you some celebrity birthdays for today. Celebrity birthdays. So I've got three for you. Okay. Do you want me to give you one at a time or just know what's what's going on? No, give me one at a time. Okay, one at a time. Okay, we're going to start with Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil? Yeah, it's his birthday. You're a fan of Dr. Phil? No, no. And I really don't know much about him. So I would have a hard time even gauging where he was in life. Yeah. Uh,. Dr. Phil, Dr. Phil was a byproduct of, of Oprah. Oprah, right? Yeah. That I know. Yeah, that's about all I know about Dr. Um, Phil. I know what he looks like because I see him online, you know. Right. And he was, well, I, I guess he still is a major star, right? Many people love Dr. Phil. Yeah. Uh, but Dr. Phil's been around a long time. Mm. I mean, that's uh, kind of what sort yeah. of always my go-to. Right. Uh, how long has this person been around? Mm-hmm. You know, where do they fit into my, you know, Reality. arc of uh, of cultural consciousness? I yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so Oprah, we think Oprah's been around probably since the eighties. Yeah. So then Dr. Phil's a byproduct of Oprah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got to be an oldster. Um, so you're bringing it up today. So I would say Dr. Phil's not 50. He's not 60. He's probably not 80. So I'm saying Dr. Phil's 70. He's 70. He's Dr. 71. <laughs> That's very impressive. Okay, good. Dr. Phil. Very impressive. Very okay. Gloria Estefan. Oh, the Miami sound machine. The rhythm is going to get listen. you. Was she hot? I yes. mean, did she sizzle? Oh, I love I wanted to grow up man. and be her. Man. Okay, now I remember her when she first, you know, came yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. Gloria Estefan. I mean, fabulous. Oh, so, I love uh, I would say Gloria Estefan is my contemporary. Okay. I would say Gloria Estefan is 60. Uh, is she 60? Maybe she's not. Uh, so I would say Gloria Estefan's 60. 
63. 64. Okay, fabulous. Okay. All right, very good. Cognitively, you're performing at Fine, a high level. Thank you. Finally, Lily Tomlin. Mm, Lily Tomlin. Uh, one ring a dingy. <laughs> Two ring a dingies. Uh, Lily Tomlin is wait, so old. Wait, wait, what was the. What, what, um, who who was she sat on the rocking chair? What was her name uh, Ernestine? No, Ernestine was no. the operator, yeah, right? Right. Uh, Who's the little girl with the gigantic? Yeah, I, yeah. with the huge chair. Well, so my re- connection with Lily Tomlin, I think, is Laughing. Yeah. Now look, Laughing was on network television, probably 1968. That's like 50 plus years ago. So Lily Tomlin, she's been around the block. Uh, is is she 80? Uh, maybe she's older than 80. Is she 85? I'll go in between. I would say Lily Tomlin's 83. 83 82. Years. Hey, okay. Not bad at all. Oh. Dig it. Uh, it. It is bothering me. I can't. There are people shouting at their radios right now that we can't think of what. The- Ernestine and who's the little girl, right? Now, uh, to me, that was fun. But the operator to me was much The operator more- was very funny. Yeah. Very, very funny. Yeah. Do you even know who Lily Tomlin is, Christy? I don't. Okay. I'm oh, well, surprised with, um, your, with your Golden Girls fascination she, you yeah. didn't pick up Isn't on Isn't she? It. She's with Jane Fonda on a TV show. Like yeah. Like Frankie and somebody or other. It's on Netflix, I think. Right? Yeah. Anyway, she was ba- fascinating. Super funny. Have a great night. Hey, thanks for being with us. See you tomorrow. God willing. Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.